friends i'm so excited to be here you guys this is episode four of channel 97. so the title song today is a slowed and reverb version by a youtube account that goes by julino and that is her way by party next door um i just want to start that off because it's so smooth and i love that song i appreciate party next door and his artistry and he, of course, needed to be an intro to at least one of these episodes. So I feel like um, some of the things that I talked about in the last episode actually um, have kind of been addressed. Um, I know I was talking about the Doja Cat get into a yell video and um, how there was a trailer. The video actually did get released. Um, I think it was like last Sunday night or something like that Monday. Um, I know it was before the podcast came out, and I'm sure some of you have seen it, but um, if you have not, it is out, and it's a pretty cute video, and um, I love that she is continuing on with the theme of Planet Her, and what it offers, and I hope to see so much more visuals from her, and even, you know, more potential music and everything like that. Um, I'm sure every single person that's listening to this may know, but Rihanna did announce her pregnancy, and I am so excited about that, and I think it's such a beautiful journey for her, and I love the age that she's having it at, and just how much she's flourished to get to this point, and she genuinely looks and seems so happy with ASAP Rocky, and I believe that they're just going to make such a beautiful baby. I am team girl. I want her to have a girl just so she can raise another powerful woman, but I'm sure even if she has a boy that she could also raise such a strong and independent man, and um, I'm excited for the future of Rihanna, and I wonder if she's going to have more kids and everything else that she has in store for us. You know, she's opening up Savage Fenty stores, everything with um, Fenty Beauty. Um, I finally tried a cleanser from Fenty Skin, the $25 one. And I'm going to tell you, it's honestly worth $25. You only need such a small amount of it to really wash your face. And you got to really lather it in. And it turns super, super soapy. And my skin definitely is liking it. Um... I will not say I saw progress right away, but honestly, if you use products for your face that work right away, a lot of times they're really not that good for you. Um, you know, skincare is so weird and delicate. And um, if you guys ever been thinking about using um, Fenty Skin and you thought, hmm, $25 for this little bottle, but in reality, you really need such a small amount to do what you need to do. And I bought the bottle over a month ago and I still have a lot left to go. And um, definitely something I'll keep making an investment in. Um, it's so good for taking off makeup. And I think that's why I really like it is um, it is such a good cleanser for taking off makeup. Um, when I wash my face, it doesn't really feel like my skin is being super stripped. And I am like a combo girl. Um, I was very, very oily growing up and I always had trouble acne in like my forehead and like, um, you know, like my inner T-zone areas, that's where I always had acne the most. And, um, you know, now and, you know, 
my early 20s going on to, you know, the later 20s. I'm getting different kinds of acne and um, my skin is definitely changing and I'm noticing more dryness in my skin. Um, I'm noticing, you know, just so many different things about my skin and I'm trying to figure it out. And um, I've also learned and done my education. A lot of the cleansers that are on the shelves are actually not really good for you or your skin and actually harm your skin so much. And um, I just wish we were more properly educated on skin. All the propaganda around skincare is really sucky and, you know, um, you know, and a lot of times acne is, you know, like genetic. So you just got to kind of figure out certain things that work for you and it comes with diet and all other kinds of things. So I'm definitely fucking with Fancy. It's super gentle and, um, you know, it doesn't make me feel super stripped. Um, and if you guys um, can let me know what kind of moisturizers and um, serums that you guys are really, really into that are actually good for you. I know there's a lot on the shelves and stuff like that, but I don't mind um, more high-end products if they work and if they last. Um, you know, skin's important and... Um, I've come on such a long journey with my skin and it's kind of like I'm getting to know it all over again. So just need to know that. Um, I'm definitely noticing I have more dry skin, but I'm still on the combo side. Um, and of course, you know, I like to wear makeup. So, you know, makeup um, takes a play with acne as well. So just those kind of things and just kind of wanted to drop that in there because um I know last week in the bio, I said that there was going to be me talking about my trip to Target. And you guys, last week, I was just kind of a hot mess. I had been drinking champagne. Um, I wasn't as prepped as normal. You know, the whole microphone thing. And I completely forgot a segment of like 12 minutes of me talking about my Target trip. And I guess if you guys really want to know about it, you can let me know. But... Um, I just mostly bought a bunch of cleaning supplies and stuff like that and just got um, some nice things for Jaden just because. So I didn't really feel like it's important for me to really talk about it again, but um, I'm so sorry that if you were waiting for me to tell a story about me being in Target and it wasn't in there, it's literally because I was way too out of my mind to realize that I recorded it and forgot to edit it in so there's that <laughs> but um my target trips have not stopped um so yeah i just want to put you guys on the tip of that and what's going on with everything and just a little bit of my mishaps and stuff from last week it's so funny to like look back and look at it and also interesting at the same time because i'm growing and i'm learning and just making sure that um, stuff just continues to elevate. So, I think I'm going to jump into Euphoria, episode four. So, if you're not caught up, don't listen. Skip, skip a few minutes. Do what you can do so I don't spoil it for you. But if you are here for the party and you are here to talk about Euphoria... 
Okay, I don't even know where to start with this last episode. Um, I've seen so much controversy about it. Some people like it. Some people thought it was a useless episode. I understand the point of the episode. I understand them trying to provide us with more backstory and stuff like that. And um, in a way, it's kind of like, okay, are we trying to make Cal a better person, even though he doesn't really do good stuff? And it also kind of shows in his actions who he is. Um, But I think they're trying to provide us that information so that we can understand Nate and um, other things like that. So the whole them robbing the liquor store and getting mad at Rue, leaving Rue in the middle of the road, and Jules and Elliot, I hate it. I I don't want to say hate, that's such a strong word, but if I could put it in a light, it like in a lightest kind of way, it's like I hate it, you know? <laughs> like, for me, it was like when they said, hey, let's go steal some liquor the camera literally panned to rue and rue smiled like they're looking at rue like let's go do this so jules like how can you what did like how what was the point of bringing rue if you didn't want her to drink like and did you think that like rue was just gonna sit in the back seat and not have a fucking white claw like i don't understand but what i think it is is the fact that like Jules is still jealous of Elliot and Rue because she knows that Elliot wants Rue, but Rue doesn't want Elliot. Rue wants Jules, but now Jules also wants Elliot. And I think that's in a way of Jules still trying to, you know, be with her identity and her sexuality is still being attracted to men. But yet, like, she is in love with an addict and Rue has clearly been on drugs and has been acting crazy. So Jules is probably feeling alone and not really feeling the love from Rue. You know, when I don't know how the fuck Jules doesn't know that Rue is on drugs, but whatever. That's just clearly Jules doesn't. Jules is just isn't thinking about that shit, honestly. She doesn't want to believe it. She's too caught up. And and I hope it clicks for her. Like, that's why she felt uncomfortable with Elliot, because they had a different kind of relationship. But Jules was thinking it's a sexual relationship, when in reality, it's just rule, rule, rule. I'm dead. It's just rule doing drugs and she made a new drug friend and Elliot's keeping the secret so there's this tension while Elliot still actually wants to be with Rue and now he's fucking around with Jules and it's just a hot ass mess because it's like now they're also abandoning this person who clearly needs help and Elliot knows that she's an addict like he saved her life and maybe that's why he's like trying to keep his eye on Rue too because he doesn't want her to like OD, but then he's also kind of just letting her tower down. So it's like, what really does he want with Ruin? What is his purpose in the situation? How does he feel about Jules? And I just hope the show can capture that or however the possibility. I do know that um tonight is the fifth episode and it's supposed to be the episode um 
where Rue has a big scene with her mom and her sister and all that kind of stuff. I've been seeing all the canons on Twitter. And um, so I don't know what's going to happen tonight. Um, when this comes out on Tuesday, I'll have known. But um, at, at this moment in time, I don't know what's going to happen. But I just hope they do capture that in the future. We're already halfway through the season. So we don't really have that many episodes left. But um, it did come out with a third season. So we are going to have Rue for a little bit longer. Um I still wonder who's going to die at the end of the season, what's going to happen, and um, I'm still just sitting here on my toes with excitement. These episodes have been so crazy and just mind-blowing. And back to Cal, dude was literally, like, hysterically laughing the whole episode. Like, dude literally hit rock bottom, went home, and told his family about themselves, which I'm kind of glad that he did, but it's just like he knew that his son drove him to madness to this point where it's like, you know what? He realized this little boy is playing with me. I got to own my identity. And that's what I got from that is he's just basically saying, fuck it. Fuck them. Fuck what they saying. Yep. I do what I do. But guess what? Y'all ain't perfect. But it's still like, why are we trying to make Cal so likable? It's probably because people are attracted to the actor, but you know how TV shows be. They be trying to make a person so nasty, and then they end up being such a lovable character in the future. Y'all need to leave that man Cal alone. He got some issues he needs to solve. That's crazy. And, of course, no Fizz and Lexi. Um, Man, I don't even know. I don't even know, y'all. Euphoria crazy. So I'm excited to um, tune in tonight. Um, Shout out to some of my friends that's been listening. Um, I've been talking to some people, been putting some people on, telling them to watch it, see what they think. Some people really liking it, some people not. Um, It is a different kind of show, but I think the message that it started off portraying is that, you know, the dangers of, you know, medicine and addicts and even just shit, shit that happens in general. And um, it's just a good show, man. And sometimes I wonder how it's going to age, you know. But on to the next topic. Let's get this clear. I am here. I don't care who got next. Young vet. Feeling like they forget. I let it slide. This time, like 25 years, I've been high and no less. Yes, shit, I know, I don't guess. Rather glow, I won't stress. Better say that shit with your chest. Okay.
And that was um, my song of the week. And that is one of my favorite songs um, from the album Swimming by Mac Miller. Rest in peace, Mac Miller. Um, just had to put that in there. I always love Jet Fuel and the transition um, of the song and the outro. And Swimming was such a good album. And I remember when Swimming first came out, rest in peace uh, to Mac. It was kind of like he he made his own eulogy without even realizing it and it's such a beautiful album and this is when i was riding around in my very first car on my 94 camry and i had a cd player and i bought the cd and i listened to the cd from beginning to end i know that album so well and i just had to put that in there because i feel like a lot of people need to hear that and what this song portrays and what it talks about it definitely is more of a vibe chill kind of sad sounding song but what he's saying in the song be some real shit and a lot of it is just about um being on your shit and like you know picking yourself up in the ashes and you know just keep on going and keep striving for more and that's what i really got from this song and i just wanted to share that with y'all so on episode two of Disney constantly remaking shows we beloved as kids, Disney Plus gave the green light for Goosebumps, ladies and gentlemen. Now, me, a fellow kid reader, I'm going to tell you something right now. In second grade, you used to be able to do book projects, and then you'd read the whole book, then you could go on the computer, you'd take a test on how much you read the book, and me, I was a smart ass, so I always wanted to get 100%. I loved reading. Reading is something I still love and continue to do. And me, a second grader, how old am I at that point? About seven, eight years old. I loved Goosebumps, and I loved Arl Stein and how there was always a twist in Goosebumps and how an easy Goosebumps used to make me feel. I always knew that the books never had a happy ending. Something was always bound to happen that leaves you with hope and you just get left wondering with what happens next. And that is the thrill that Arl Stein gave me as a child and introduced me into more thrillers and horrors and why my soul is as dark as it is today. <laughs> but really though, Disney Plus, Goosebumps, um, Fear Street was on Netflix. There are three parts. If you guys haven't watched that, you really should. Fear Street, um, Fear Street were some of the very first horror books that I actually read as a kid. And I remember actually how frightening they made me feel. Um, it was a lot of, um, the older ones, um, you know, a lot of just children and teenagers, um, getting murdered and I just remember um, my grandma was very much into like yard sales and stuff and rummage sales and um, I remember at a rummage sale I got a whole bunch of Fear Street books and I remember thinking oh this is Arl Stein like I could read this and I read them and they were so fucking terrifying but so good I could not put them down. And um, Arl Stein is the introduction 
for kids of my age, kids of the 90s and the early 2000s um, into horror and our Stephen King of the youth. And I don't think Arl Stein gets one ounce of appreciation that he gets. I think that he should have an empire for goosebumps and Fear Street and everything else that he has written and what he has done for generations of kids and how it influenced us on how we read books and um, influencing us into scary books and thrillers and horror and understanding the art of horror sometimes. And I really hope that Disney Plus, um, they make it every single episode an adaptation of the books just kind of like how the old tv series was but more of like the actual books um i would love to see you know the mask and horrorland and the return to horrorland and just so many different good books and just really bring what goosebumps really is i don't want it to just be another cash grab Disney can be a hit or miss sometimes, and a lot of times they do good adaptations, but sometimes they're always what you kind of expect them to be. They can be super visually pleasing, but can still be really lackluster, and um, I don't know, just the feel of it, and I don't know if it's because it's Disney sometimes, but... um, I am excited for it, and I hope that R.L. Stein also continues the Fear Street series on Netflix because that is so good, and if you guys have not seen that, you should really see it, all three parts. There's, Of course, it's R.L. Stein, so there's a fucking plot twist at the end. You just completely, everything changes the story, but brings the story in at the same sense, and you could watch them, after you watch them all together in one, you could even potentially watch them backwards, and um, it was really good, and it was really thrilling to watch that, and just really feel that feel of what Goosebumps is, and what it's done for my childhood, and so many of my other friends, so I am excited for that, and I wonder how you guys feel about that, you guys need to let me know um, how you feel about that, What's your favorite Goosebumps books? I've actually been looking into getting Goosebumps merch. There's a website called Creepy uh, Co. And um, they have like blankets and stuff. And I want to get some merch because there really isn't a lot of Goosebumps merch out there. Um, Not as much as it should be at least. So hopefully with the introducing of all this and Arl Stein getting more shine, hopefully we'll start getting a lot more shit. You guys know I'm into posters. I'd love to take more cool shirts. Um, I'll take socks. I love socks. And sweatpants. Fuck it. Hoodies. I will always buy a hoodie. So just more merch. (laughs) I feel like for this episode, I have a lot of music kind of things to talk about. Um, A lot of... um, you know, timeline kind of stuff, and um, I think I want to start with, it's been 23 years since TLC came out with No Scrubs, and an iconic song. Um, I remember that some men actually made a song trying to combat that, and um, it was not really liked that much, Um, but it has been 23 years, that makes me feel old. I was only one when that song came out, almost turning two, Um, so that's kind of crazy. 
rest in peace left eye i love to think of what she would have stood for if she was in today's society and how she would have changed uh the game for music and for women in music and i feel like she would have been very powerful and um rest in peace to her um juice world went diamond on lucid dreams and i think that is beautiful and well deserved um especially considering the controversy that happened with that song and um you know him having to give rights up for that song and just even how his name continues to thrive in music and just shows that he's still relevant today as he's been passed for two years and um it's just so powerful and I know it's just only going to keep continuing with his music and stuff that's happening. Um, I know I've talked about Juice World before on the pod and um, my appreciation for Juice World and me being able to witness his career and what it was and see him go from having less than a million followers to now being diamond on a platinum record and that means that you have over 10 million physical copies sold and that's not easy to do and you can continue to keep going diamond and um I have faith that that is going to happen um I do want to give some credit to Majin Boofs, who is the original artist for the first couple albums of um, Juice World. Um, I follow him on Twitter and other uh, social medias, and I can tell you right now, he barely ever gets credit for his work. I never really see him get tagged in anything. I never really see him... um, getting the awards or, um, you know, just the credit for his work because um, Juice World potentially, you know, really genuinely reached out this person and wanted his work. And this person continues to make beautiful art and interpretations for current Juice World projects. And um, he is a Chicago native as well. And um, super genuine guy and honestly has really decent prices on his art right now. And I can only tell you that one day his work is probably not going to be this low of a price. So you guys should really invest in this guy and reach out because he's the OG. Like a lot of the artwork that you see going on on Instagram and Twitter, a lot of it is inspired by the artwork that was drawn by Juice World, And this was drawn by Majin Boofs, which is M-A-J-I-N-B-O-O-F-S on um, most of his social medias. And he's a cool ass dude. And He still takes commission and does work for people. And I really think that he deserves his credit because I'm always seeing people put this artwork everywhere and putting it up, but I'm never seeing the artist being tagged. And I don't think that's necessarily fair. I don't know if that's a grade A thing. I don't know if it's just that they don't realize that someone kind of deserves the credit for their artwork, especially nowadays where we're living in the world of digital art and everyone is selling their art now it's still important to credit these artists man and credit what they're doing and i know sometimes that sometimes i don't realize you know that maybe something that i shared didn't have the credit of the original artist and that's why it's important 
lot of times when I go into tweets, I try to find where the original artist is from and find their original tweets and retweet them because they deserve the recognition. Um, and he definitely deserves the recognition because he's definitely an influence and um, kind of, you know, the whole anime Americanized anime culture that we have here because Americans love anime so much and manga and um, it's so interesting seeing the Americanized versions of anime and what we're portraying as our anime while also keeping it traditional to the Japanese and um, oh there's a lot of good artists out there man and they just deserve their credit and for what they do Especially if they're the source of inspiration for a lot of people, you know, it doesn't cost nothing to retweet someone's original artwork or um, shout them out for sure. And I just got to really apply the pressure on that because I feel that and I don't sit out here and sell a bunch of paintings or, you know, commission work, but I do make artwork for people and I genuinely appreciate artists and always have as a person I've always loved art and that's you know why I paint and why I draw and I appreciate art because I have a genuine love for it and I understand the importance of knowing where the art actually comes from and who made it and you know that's what I think like who made this artwork what does it do and um you know, people like Virgil Abloh, he made so many cover arts. And Takashi Murakami, you know, he is embedded in majority of Kanye West discography. And it's important to understand, you know, where these drawings come from. Because artists have a whole team of people to create the image that they have. It's never really just one person. You sometimes have a whole team of people who really come together and make it what it is. So... I know I just went on a whole rant, but it's not really a rant. It's just me speaking facts about the importance of crediting our artists and what they're doing and just shedding light on that real dude. It has also been 14 years since Kid Cudi came out with Day and Night. That makes me feel so emotional. I just had an episode with you guys about Kid Cudi, so I didn't know that it had been 14 years. I hadn't really been counting but um, that just makes me feel old. That means that, <laughs> you know, I was 10, 11 years old when this happened. And um, it's just interesting. It's just so interesting to, to kind of think of the ages, especially with how my son ages and he's getting to those ages. And sometimes I reflect and I kind of see myself and how I was and what influenced me as a kid when I was his age. Um, being that young. So it's really interesting. And to shout out Kid Cudi again, I am an avid lover for Kid Cudi over here. You'll never get no hate um, for Kid Cudi over here. Kid Cudi helped raise me, damn it. So that's all I got to say. Um, it has also been 19 years since 50 Cent dropped Get Rich or Die Trying. Um, that also makes me feel old as hell. 
Um, 21 questions is my shit. I know that's so basic, but it's still such a good song and it's still a song that I love to listen to. Um, first of all, 50 Cent is doing his shit. He's literally creating an empire on TV and he is changing black TV. He's changing how black sets look. Um, when we say we want black TV, we really want, uh, black people and black culture and not watered down black culture or one black main character um he's definitely changing it and changing what tv is on how people um watch tv and um it's really interesting just to see everything that he's come out with i have not really watched a lot of power i haven't really watched power at all but i have actually watched a lot of the um side seasons that he has made on the side aside from power um, my man loves watching Power. He is on it. Like how I'm on Euphoria, y'all. He be on Power and he knows all his power. So I'm eventually watching for him and get into it. But I feel like I'm so behind. So sometimes it's hard to like want to keep trying to catch up, especially since there's new seasons coming out and everything. But I'm going to make time for that eventually. But I just wanted to shout out 50 Cent. Um, you know, he even got his deal with Ciroc and all that. So it's really inspiring. He's really showing people and boys and everything how to really be a businessman. And even for a future artist, like, you don't have to just be stuck with music or just one day just have that album that you dropped and it sold. And that's all you're known for. You can change and you can grow and really be um, successful in what you want to do and you don't have to just be one thing. And bringing up with that topic, also, like, there was something that was going on on Twitter with Alyssa Ashley and um, how someone made a shady tweet about how, um, you know, she went from being a makeup artist to a fitness girl. And I like what she had to say is that, you know, being in fitness, it wasn't just you know, a, a job change. It was a lifestyle change and it was what became a part of her life aside from makeup. So she wanted to put that up front. And since it made her happy, she knows that it can make other people happy. And I just really need some of the people on the internet to know that like you can change what you want to be. You guys don't have to just be an artist or just be a music person or just be doing makeup or just be doing lashes. Like if you want to do lashes and you want to cook or if you want to be on YouTube and you want to be a teacher, like you guys can do anything you want. We are living in the times where you really really can do anything you want and I know we're in hard times but we're also in easy times in terms of following our dreams and um putting step putting forward those steps to be what you want to be so don't ever let nobody make you feel like you gotta stay in a box or you can only do one job or you can only be one thing you guys we are living in 2020s okay we can do anything we have the universe literally in our hands and they are called our phones and we can put up any video we can make our own websites we can make a business you see I didn't came out with a podcast I never thought I could do a podcast when I was younger but you know what I wanted to do it and I decided I can do it and I enjoy doing it and that's all that matters so don't ever let nobody tell you that you can't do more than one thing if you want to do hair and you want to do nails and you want to be a professional 
fucking boxer or something, do that shit. Be Beat people's asses and beat people's faces. Fuck it. If um, one more little thing on a celebrity quote unquote tip. Um, when this episode comes out on Tuesday, I believe it will be James Dean's birthday. Um, I know this sounds kind of weird, but uh James Dean actually died on my birthday. <laughs> so it's kind of weird morbid kind of thing that kind of interests me um I thought James Dean you know of course you know the girls back then you know the material girls they love them some James Dean they love the bad boy that classic 60s kind of fantasy of a bad boy um and yeah unfortunately he passed away on my birthday so in some weird morbid way I kind of feel connected to him and um appreciate his work and what he did um on this time here on this earth and it will be his birthday when this podcast comes out so I guess I just gotta give him a little shout out man and (laughs) on that note so I think we're gonna talk about Degrassi for a few minutes um I officially started the eighth season and um season eight is the start of kind of like the next next generation it's like the generation that comes after Claire and Manny and Emma and Jimmy and Spinner after they all graduate and we start off with new freshmen and sophomores um and then we'll continue on to watch them until they eventually graduate high school so it's kind of like high school musical like start of something new you know that kind of vibe um and also listening to the podcast whatever it takes um this is when they kind of start to not remembering episodes on so it's just gonna be exciting to listen to them i've been listening um i've actually already gotten halfway through the season already um but i'm not that far on the podcast i like to kind of leave the podcast for work and stuff because they're like an hour each time so sometimes when i'm at home i'd rather just watch tv um (laughs) but um i'm just excited to hear what they've been saying. I actually did listen to a podcast the other day because I watched an episode and I just really wanted to know what they thought and how they thought about it. So I listened to it, but I made sure not to listen to too many so I would still have some to listen to at work. And it's just kind of so cute seeing Claire and Allie and just the the whole Anya and Sav dynamic and kind of knowing their futures. Um, the beginning of Mia and Peter... Um, which is so, like, why are we trying to make Peter, um, a likable character? Here we go again with TV. They love bringing us really shitty characters and trying to get us to like them so much in future episodes. And, um, I've just been watching that. Drake officially made his last appearance, um, in this season, and that makes me kind of sad, um, it's funny to see the whole Emma thing, wanting to try to become a stoner. Um, her college nickname is Blaze, which makes me so dead. She made edibles and got everyone high. Um, it's so funny to watch. And just excited to continue on. And it's kind of weird. Um, actually, like, season nine and on are the most recent seasons that I watched recently. Um, because I remember I started Grassy Over, like, back, like, years and years ago, and I only watched up until, like, season 
seven or eight and then I didn't watch it for a while and then just like a year ago I finally picked it back up and watched from like season nine and on so it's kind of more fresh in my mind as I'm watching it so summer I'm gonna be like I just watched this not too long ago but um I think what's just going to keep me going is the podcast and wanting to hear what they think. So there might be some episodes where I just listen to the podcast. I don't even actually watch whatever is on TV because like with Drew and stuff. And I'm just excited. I'm actually excited to like hear what they think. So just want to update you guys on the grassy and how far I'm getting into. I'm actually thinking of starting 90210, actually the second version of it, because I actually really liked the second <laughs> the second version of 90210. So I kind of want to start it over because I kind of loved it and lived for it. Um, that was really good. So I think I might start that. Um what are you guys watching and what uh, are you binging lately? So you guys need to let me know. Don't be scared to talk to me, okay? I'm going to let y'all know I'm so proud of myself right now for doing this podcast because I got so drunk last night with my friends. It's not even funny. We, I don't even know if we really had like super, super fun, but we were definitely drinking and laughing and dancing as much as we possibly could um I don't feel too bad I'm not like super hungover but I kind of feel like sluggish that's really all how I feel um I'm kind of lazy but um I got a lot going on um this weekend and this upcoming week so just gotta prepare for that and make sure that you guys are doing okay and everything and having fun and um you know valentine's day is coming up i hope you people if you don't have somebody you're romantic like literally don't be afraid to show love to yourself like valentine's day shouldn't just be about you loving someone else or being in a relationship it should just be about love in general and how important self-care is so if you want to go get you some chocolate covered strawberries from pick and save girl go do that buy you a balloon get some roses you can get like three four five dollar roses get your nails done take a shower and like all pink products or something or do your hair um shoot watch your favorite movie like don't just let it be just about loving somebody else and also remember once Valentine's Day is over, Walgreens has all their candy on sale, and I'm sure other stores too, so y'all better go stock up on your chocolates and your candy after the little Valentine's Day thing, okay? All right, y'all, so I think that is going to be all for episode four of channel 97 i am so happy that you guys are here i'm happy we made it um i'm so happy that you guys are continuing to enjoy the show um i'm so happy that my microphone was on the whole time this episode and just being here and can't wait to see y'all next week on tuesday for channel 97 episode five you guys have a great day okay for, what you waiting for? Don't wanna wait on it tonight, I wanna get nasty